Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the first gathering of intel of information for week nine of the NFL season, where we went from 10 game slates because of the London games to a 12 game slate last week, getting some teams off the bye. And now we're back to an 11 game slate. So we get this balancing act. Ownership is going to become more important as there's less games on the slate. So what we're going to do is the first look lineup. And this isn't just, ah, let's put together something. We're actually going to actually think about this think through this talk about some of the stuff we saw in week eight some of the usage some key players returning from injury some players that were injured where are the best game environments early on to start your week off that's what we're doing here right now so subscribe button pops up we just hit forty-four thousand subscribers i appreciate you all a ton thank you for being here let's slide into now the first look and we'll start as we always do with the quarterback position this week and the the interesting thing is we do not have tampa bay or the rams on this slate right for reasons of just being i don't even know they might be on by this is so early in the week this is monday before even noon i don't even know if they're on by or they're just on the, the thursday night or the, the, the whatever night slate right so what we're getting here is the tweet that i put out that we got to retweet this week of you just play the rams or tampa bay every single week and you make money continued this week of course right brady 350 plus yards four more touchdowns another 30 point performance or 27 points from stafford and all of their receivers seem to get there you don't have them on the slate so we have to think elsewhere now the next players in line have been really just like the buffalo guys have gotten you there pretty consistently even last week in a bad outing josh allen gets 30 Diggs finds the end zone beasley has another nice game you get mahomes on here who although he has let a lot of people down the last week every other week he's scoring 25 points right based off uh, outside of the last week that we saw him you get herbert on here so it's an interesting slate as you can see towards the top end i mean i obviously really enjoy josh allen i mean he's quietly has averaged over his last four games and maybe it's not that quiet to you if you're paying close attention but quietly has averaged 33 and a half DraftKings points per game now he gets jacksonville who has set an nfl record for points allowed uh, in terms of 20 plus points allowed to the opponents dating back to 2019 in terms of game straight so yeah this looks like a really good spot for buffalo who slept walk through three quarters of that game and they still got there in their stacks you get kyler murray and obviously josh allen's going to be one of the key players one of the top two or three stacks this week i could see early on based on the totals of these games you're getting for this 11 game slate three games open with a a 30 or a 50 implied total or higher those games are the highest one green bay and kansas city 54 and a half that's going to be the game of the week and it might lean under as packers play really slow kansas city offensive woes we'll see buffalo that we just talked about in jacksonville a 51 team or game total and then atlanta versus new orleans where Taysom hill if he gets out of the concussion protocol should be starting with taste uh, with a Jameis Winston likely done for the year. It looked like an ACL. So what you're going to get there is a 50 implied team total opening. So a couple of nice environments for an 11 game slate. Lots of games around 48, 49 totals as well. So we go through this. If you're talking about quarterback injuries that we have to monitor, that Jameis Winston one, Kyler right here, questionable with the ankle, already had a shoulder problem going into the Packers game that forced him to only rush for 18 yards per game this year. He's not running that much. And now he has an ankle injury on top of that, which I don't think it'll hold him out of the game, but it definitely limited him right when it happened in that game. So this is just not looking good for a guy who's 7,900. A big reason why he's 7,900 is he has the rushing upside, but he's not been showing it because he's banged up. So that's a tough one to want to get to. The only other quarterback injury is going to be Sam Darnold, who got concussed, that we're going to be waiting on outside of Jameis. That's going to, just in general from week eight, be worth noting. You get Mahomes on here versus Green Bay. I mean, Rodgers is $7,500. He's probably going to get all three of his main receivers back, but not Tunyon. It's not really a play for me, to be honest with you, unless he's like 1% on the GPPs at that price point for how slow they play, how much they want to run the ball. But Mahomes at 7,800 is somebody that I do like. And this is going to be one of the best GPP options. I mean, you get right now, 
Mr. Patrick Mahomes. He's playing tonight as I record this, but in every single game outside of the last time that we saw him, which was the one that everybody's going to remember, right? Gets blown out by Tennessee, but in every single game but that one, he's scoring 21 or more points. And so far this year in five out of seven games, he scored 25 or more points, right? So still up there, still clearly stacks, Tyreek being the main one. Lamar's on here at 7,300 at home against Minnesota, coming off of a stinker in his own right, but he's averaging 26 fantasy points per game. That's a fair price point at 7,300, especially in the matchup against Minnesota. Has a 25-26 team implied total early on. I kind of like that if we can find the money elsewhere. Herbert's on here versus Philly. Another good spot, mainly GBPs. We'll see if Dak can return. Burrows at 6,800, continues to throw touch. Jalen Hurts finally let people down last week, right? The first time that we let Jalen Hurts ends up letting us down this past week. He only goes out there and has, I mean, he has 71 rushing yards, but 11.2 fantasy points. Why did he have 11.2 fantasy points? They ran the ball 40 plus times in this game, including his rushing attempts, but he only threw in this game 14 times. He lost Jalen Rager. They clearly, clearly were just trying to pretty obviously run the ball in that game because they could they wanted to they didn't even have miles sanders of all times to actually run it jordan howard boston scott kenny game all gets double digit carries in garbage time of the fourth quarter when jalen hurts is pulled so there's a lot of things to take into account there jalen hurts only played three quarters right only played three quarters and there was four rushing touchdowns when he was in the game and he didn't get any of them so jalen hurts is still a strong play in dfs like don't get this twisted it really doesn't get any worse for you when all of your touchdowns are coming via the ground to other running backs and you only play three quarters right i mean he was on pace in that game to score about 16 points without any touchdowns if he would have played the whole fourth quarter so at $6,700 Jalen Hurts who every single week seems to be the guy that we go to first in here is still going to be in play he's at home against the Chargers who will let you run the ball it's going to be a tough secondary matchup we'll see if we can find a cheaper play right now from what I'm looking at Lamar and Jalen Hurts look like nice starting spots if we're talking about like a cash game build if we're talking stacking Josh Allen Mahomes so let's keep going through the quarterbacks here we get down a little bit more and by the way that was the first game for Hurts without 20 plus points uh, in week eight due to that run heavy approach he's had 20 plus points every other week and he only played those three quarters Derek Carr's on here he's got 23 plus DraftKings points in five out of seven games this year that's awfully nice Jameis concerns obviously going to be done for the year Jimmy Garoppolo had two rushing touchdowns I mean we keep scrolling Daniel Jones is going to play tonight that's at least a decent cheap play but this is going to be the big cheap play $5,500 Taysom Hill uh, he missed for a concussion so what you're going to get out of Taysom Hill is somebody who last year was putting up fantasy points because of rushing touchdowns, showed a little bit of the ability to pass, now gets New Orleans this week, which is as, or now gets Atlanta this week, which is a very good spot for him. Just track this. Track the Taysom Hill news here because if he starts at 5,500, I'm sure he's going to be a cash option for a lot of people who want to pay up at running back and wide receiver this week. Again, if you can get 18, 20 points out of him, 50 rushing yards, find the end zone on the ground. That's all you're really going to need. He's battling a concussion. He didn't play last week. As long as this is not a major, major uh, brain trauma issue here with the concussion, he should be in line to come back this week at 5,500. Outside of that, though, if we're looking for anything cheaper, he should start over Trevor Simeon, by the way, who's 5,400. Anything cheaper, not really going to be on the cards. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, he's still on IR. They don't want to play him over Davis Mills, the rookie they're letting play. There's even a chance, as I record this by the Tuesday deadline, that Tyrod's traded. I don't think it's a likely chance, but there's a chance. So, I mean, he's the only other guy if he was to start against Miami. But it looks pretty clear to me this week, like, if you are playing GPPs, first looks seem to be like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes stacks, Justin Herbert to an extent. If you're playing cash games, it looks pretty clear depending on how much money that there is available this week from the other positions, and we'll find that out. It looks to be Lamar, Jalen Hurts, or Taysom Hill. These rushing quarterbacks that have some upside, right? And Taysom Hill, maybe not as much upside, but he gets the cheaper price tag. And now before we slide into the running back position, I want to let you know about the brand new sponsor to the channel, and this site is called Dibs, and you should be trying it out. So basically what happens here on Dibs is they have a bunch of different options here. They have their stock market side of things, their marketplace for cards. They have their NFT sides of things. There's a lot of interesting things for 
for trading digital assets, trading digital cards, if you're familiar with some other sites that do that. So I open this pack, and when you get the pack, you get to open it. It pops up on the screen, play some music. It shows you all the cards that you get. I open this pack, and you can get a free one, by the way, if you sign up over there. If you sign up on Dibs, you can get it. Check it out down below. A free pack that is valued around $50. Look at what I got. First of all, this is insane. It tells you the prices. You own a fraction of these cards. So it's fractional investing into sports cards, which is the first time that I've ever heard of it through dibs. I get Mike Trout, maybe the best player in baseball. Haven't really tracked baseball the last year, but there you go. DK Metcalf. By the way, DK Metcalf, who I own percentage of his stock right now in this card. By the way, DK Metcalf, who's coming off of a two-touchdown game with Geno Smith. Do I want to buy or sell DK Metcalf? I want to hold him because I do believe that the, the freak, the 99 percentile speed size athlete is eventually going to continue to be a great player, if not maybe one day a Hall of Famer in this this card is going to be worth much more. Nikola Jokic, the ever durable Nikola Jokic MVP from last year. Love to get a share of that. Luka Dantic, who is going to be a future MVP, no doubt about it. His 2018, I think that is that a rookie card on Luka Dantic here? 2018 Prism. That's lovely. And then, oh yeah, for us football fans, again, not only do we get DK Metcalf in this opening, I got fractional shares of a 2017, which I believe is Chris Godwin's rookie season. A 2017 Chris Godwin, who is coming off of back-to-back games of 100 plus yards and a touchdown Chris Godwin out of Penn State, number 12. So this is fantastic. So Look at all these cards. These are all studs that we ended up getting fractional shares of. For football reasons, Metcalf and Chris Gowan, two of the more exciting 25-year-old and younger wide receivers in the entire NFL right now. So this is what you get on dibs. You're able to buy a pack. And if you sign up right now, link down below because they're sponsoring the show and they want my viewers, my listeners to get a benefit. If you sign up down below, you get a free pack. This one was free for me. It was my first pack. And this is what I got. This value up to $50. So you can check it out down below on dibs. There's a lot of other things in there. You can buy and sell in the marketplace, NFTs, all that type of stuff. If you're interested, it's a nice cross over for my audience that I know is interested in all that stuff. Every time I go live, people ask me about NFTs. I know about trading cards and all that. So here you go. Now's your time to build your wallet, to build your assets, your portfolio of these digital fractional shares of cards. It's called a frack pack. Go open yours for now for free over on dibs. Check it out. So we'll start with Jalen Hurts there, and then we'll just slide right into the running back position where I believe this week, yeah, uh, wow, these are cheap fucking running backs. I mean, relatively cheap, right? Uh, Derrick Henry's not on the slate. He is out for the year. So Alvin Kamara, 8,200 versus Atlanta. Great spot, great matchup. Has like a floor game of 16 points last week. But this is the big one. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, I'm almost positive. We can read the report here. Uh, Coach, he expects McCaffrey to practice Wednesday. Yeah, so McCaffrey's expected to practice this week, expected to return. This is the cheapest price tag I've seen on Christian McCaffrey in definitely this season. The cheapest he's been this season is $9,000. So he's $1,000 less than he's ever been this season. If we dated back to last year, I am almost positive that Christian McCaffrey, we have not seen an $8,000 flat Christian McCaffrey in quite some time. And oh yeah, he gets a matchup against New England, who's a bottom half of the league rushing defense. Oh my God, that looks, this looks great. I mean, not only do you have Terrace Marshall banged up, Obviously, you don't have maybe Sam Darnold out there. I don't really care. You have Terrace Marshall banged up. You have no more Dan Arnold on this team. You have Robbie Anderson, who just got thrown a hospital ball last week. This whole offense is always Christian McCaffrey, and now even more so, it's going to have to be. So we get Christian McCaffrey on there. That's just a no-brainer at the price point, and, and really, like all formats, I'm not even going to try and get cute and not play him. He'll probably be my single-entry lineup if he starts because he's so damn cheap. Don't care how owned he is. So now we keep going. Get Austin Eckler here, and Austin Eckler, another guy who's just been quietly dominating. Right, five plus targets in every game since week one when he didn't see any that week, and everybody was freaking out. Five plus since then. Seven 17 targets and 10 catches the last two games alone. And oh yeah, very quietly, 22 plus DraftKings points in five out of his last six games. He gets Philadelphia this week, which is a great matchup. I mean, these studs this week is where to go. Last week was kind of just pay down a running back, right? And people didn't want to, uh, at least I didn't want to play that much Derrick Henry. Alvin Kamara was fine, but didn't really want to play too much of him. So you pay down a running back against Tampa Bay Kamara. You pay down a running back and it was just the easy way to go. This week, I mean, we get McCaffrey back. You have Kamara in a great matchup at home. You have Eckler in a great matchup against Philly. That looks good. Dalvin Cook's even on this slate against Baltimore, who's defensive 
Levine has struggled more so this year than any year we've seen. You get Aaron Jones in the best game environment of the weekend. Jones has seen 17 plus touches in six out of his last seven games and 18 or more fantasy points in five games, five of his last games now right? And now he has the highest team total on the slate. And he's coming off of four straight games with four plus receptions. Aaron Jones is another one, definitely in GPPs, especially as a run back in your stacks for Kansas City, if you can't afford Adams, or even if you can, another great spot. This is the week for running backs. Joe Mixon's on here. He gets some passing game work with no Chris Evans out last week. He finds a couple of receiving touchdowns, obviously an outlier, but Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott's floor game. $7,000 Ezekiel Elliott had his floor game on Sunday night football in a game where they trailed basically the entire time where there was no Dak Prescott. And in that floor game, he still scores 11 points, right? And obviously you want more than 11 points. It was a showdown slate. You would like a little bit more, but still scores 11 points. sees six targets. Now has 15 targets in his last two games, Zeke. So he's interesting as well. Uh, you get Saquon who's maybe going to return he did not practice much this past week but this is where i want to live like right here all these running backs anywhere obviously i would like to afford eckler and kamara we'll see if we can i think that's where when you start to play uh the Taysom hill lineups you're easily now available to afford a kamara to afford a dalvin cook but Jones, Mixon, Elliott, Saquon, I mean, these guys are in line for 18 opportunities. Zeke, I really like here. He's 7K. Saquon, 6,800. Saquon against uh, Vegas, 6,800 have some injuries on their defensive line. At 6,800, I mean, I think we put Saquon in there if he plays. If he doesn't play as simple as this, if you're watching this and Saquon's been ruled out or doesn't seem like he's practicing, just put in here Ezekiel Elliott for $200 more. But we've spent a lot of money, a decent amount on quarterback, a good amount on running backs. Let's just keep going down through running back, then we'll pick a cheap defense. Nick Chubb's down here. James Robinson left with an injury, so if you're talking about the running back injuries this week that were sustained Damian Williams had an injury that's important for uh, Khalil Herbert the rookie and then James Robinson had an injury I believe that was basically it Robinson against Buffalo at home I'm fine going there if we need to uh Cordell Patterson, a running back on DraftKings, right? But with no Calvin Ridley, gone for the foreseeable future, uh, working on his mental health, Cordell Patterson now is going to get more wide receiver reps, which makes a $6,300 price tag appealing who got there last week still. Chuba Hubbard, unfortunately, you can't really go back to him with Christian McCaffrey returning. Uh, an expensive Damian Harris, not really interested. Elijah Mitchell is a wor- one just a one-dimensional back 18 carries in the past two weeks no targets during that time so it's hard to fully trust Elijah Mitchell but you like what you're getting here from a GPP standpoint he's basically like if you're going to play Damian Williams why not just play Elijah Mitchell against Arizona which is a great matchup you saw what the Packers did on Thursday night last week against them you get a cheaper price tag and a better overall scheme and he's at home here Elijah Mitchell which New England is not so I mean if you just want to play Damian Harris this week just go down to Elijah Mitchell uh, Daryl Williams is on here that'll be an interesting play against the Packers especially if uh, it's a leverage I would assume it's going to be leverage off Kansas City stacks and now you're kind of getting to this 5k range where we had a lot of value last week not as much this week uh, Chase Edmonds is on here probably more of a GPP play 10 plus points in six out of eight games now this year after looking like he had a bad injury on Thursday night came right back the Eagles running backs it was mainly a Boston Scott and Jordan Howard show Jalen Hurts on the ground Kenny Gamble didn't get active until Gardner Minshew came in in the fourth quarter oddly enough so three at a backfield including Jalen Hurts not really interested there this is a really interesting one. I mean, very similar to very similar to what we're seeing. Is there any news on him? The Chiefs placed Clyde Rizzo on injury reserve on Tuesday. That was three weeks ago. He is eligible to come back this week, Clyde Rizzo. We'll see if he does. It seems like a knee injury that might take him a little bit more time. But if he indeed does come back against the Packers, again, another really good spot for a $5,000 flat Clyde Rizzo, who if he's not limited, which again, this seems unlikely, but if he's not limited, becomes one of the best plays in the slate. You just play Clyde Rizzo, you play McCaffrey, and you go from there. For right now, I'll assume he won't be either playing or fully healthy. Mike Davis got a decent amount of work, especially if Cordell Patterson becomes more of a a wide receiver as time goes on. And 
Now we're in the 4K range. That's kind of it. Jordan Howard, goal line roll, no interest. Mark Ingram, backup running back, no interest. Yeah, there's not much not much down here. So yeah, I mean, it, it seems like the, the 6K range that we're used to getting at the running back position of being loaded is kind of hollowing out. Josh Jacobs, questionable. James Robinson, questionable. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, you can't really play with McCaffrey back now. So it seems like it's hollowed out and it's become the 7K range here of these guys basically from Ezekiel Elliott at 7K, Saquon at 68 up so we'll keep Saquon in since he's 6800 we'll see what we can try and get let's just go to defense and pick a cheap one last week we picked the Washington football team because defensive prices don't matter if you are playing paying four thousand dollars for a defense ever in DFS you are doing DFS completely wrong save two thousand dollars and you get it from a mid-range receiver to fucking Devontae Adams you do that every time Jacksonville against Buffalo I honestly don't hate Jacksonville against Buffalo I know I just said they give up 20 plus points all the time Minnesota versus Baltimore yeah why not Minnesota versus Baltimore they score like eight plus points in four straight games their defense is decent Baltimore coming off of a bye uh, even even if you do play Lamar I'm fine in cash games playing Lamar with the Vikings defense there's no reason why the Vikings defense can't score eight points Lamar can't score 28 right there's nothing stopping those two things from happening so yeah $2,200 Vikings defense that's fine how much money do we have per position 5260 figure we find a cheap tight end in here so let's go to the tight ends now so you get kelsey up top that's going to be gbp type play nice game environment you continue to get darren waller struggling he's questionable pitts laid a goose egg last week but will become more and more of a priority tough match versus new orleans mark andrews is on here completely fine play George Kittle should be coming off of IR $5,200, or maybe he'll come off of IR. We'll see. That's a really nice price. And then kind of the same old stuff here, like a expensive Mike Gusecki or a decently priced Mike Gusecki. Like we said it last week, don't play Mike Gusecki. He caught a two-point conversion, so he ended up getting about 10 fantasy points, 9.8. But with Devontae Parker back, who saw a season-high 11 targets last week, it's going to force Gusecki to not play as much out wide as a receiver where he was having a lot of success. Dalton Schultz, Zach Ertz priced up, not really something I want to touch. Dawson Knox, definitely in GPPs if he returns. Um, Dallas Goddard, the, the best tight end play on paper heading into last week, ends up showing out for us in a week where you only see 14. You only saw 14 pass attempts last week from Jalen Hurts. 50% target share and seven targets for Goddard. Only guy in the passing game to get there. Six catches, 72 yards. He's going to look just as good this week as the price point actually reduces this week, which is crazy. A tougher matchup, sure, but it's going to reduce this week in a less than stellar game environment compared to the matchup against Detroit last week. But still, I'm completely fine with that. You get no fun on here. Evan Ingram on here might be traded by the time I'm watching this. Dan Arnold is going to continuously be the guy that I just want to play. He's still cheap at $3,400. Dan Arnold has now, and I, I put a tweet out about this because I was just looking at the stuff, and this is before even seeing his price tag Dan Arnold now in three full games because in the one game he came over on Thursday night on a little rest and play fully in three full games now at Jacksonville Dan Arnold has seen 7.6 targets per game yes 7.6 targets per game 16 catches 159 yards right so this guy so far has scored you for 15 5 and 11 fantasy points for a cheap tight end that five burger he had two passes called back he dropped one as well um, on his five target game in London versus Miami so it could have been an even better day for him so this is a great spot for Dan Arnold at 3400 immediately I see that price tag the usage that he's getting and you know they're going to be playing from behind against Buffalo and I say yeah I want to play Dan Arnold at 3400 let's just look through the rest of the tight ends on here I would say Dallas Goddard is definitely the play up top if, if you're not paying all the way up Jared Cook still on here in a good matchup against Philly mainly just a stacking option for me Tommy Sweeney you can go right back to had two catches to get him to like six points on one of their final drives of that game and then Josh Allen ran it in for a touchdown 3100 is fine there uh any cheap plays like outside of Tyler Conklin and Njoku if you're trying to punt Troutman uh, these are not really guys that I'm interested in um, I want to see where is I assume he's $2,500 somewhere the Packers tight end basically Joshua Deguaya third round pick who's like a fullback slash tight end for them uh, with no Robert Tony on Deguaya is going to be where is the G's so here he is I mean they do have also Dominique Daphne who will probably use Mercedes Lewis mainly a run blocker they'll use so you saw basically really in the second half two catches for 20 yards if they get him a little bit more involved and that was 
really in the final quarter to quarter and a half of that game when Tony got hurt, Joshua DeGuire could be interesting, uh, but I could see them just not using a tight end with all their receivers back. Tony, it's not like he was beating the world on fire anyways, anyway. So let's go back to the wide receivers now. And we have a amount of $5,700 left for three wide receivers and a flex. This can definitely work out for us. So let's see what we got here. So you get no cup on the slate this week, but you get Adams back who's at a decent price down from like $9,000 last time he was on a main slate. So I'm assuming he returns. I'm going to be trying to pay up to Adams if we have enough money. You get Debo who just continues to dominate. Debo Samuel who we loved over 66 and a half yards gets 174 yards, easily smashing that one for us. Debo Samuel now a league high target share coming off of that nine target game now has at least eight targets in every single game that's nice at 7800 he's a fair price point for sure Diggs finds the end zone in a fine game chase continues to score crushed my over under half a touchdown prop on chase i took the under figure at some point he's gonna stop scoring doesn't even have that much of a productive game outside of that fine game overall um but just got there from the one yard line you get t higgins tackled at the one who i play in my main line of tackled at the one four catches 96 yards fine game nothing crazy but tackled at the one and then jamar chase takes it so a double bad beat for me on that one justin jefferson off of the bad game against chubby on Diggs, two catches 21 yards good gpp play hopping off of that cd line Lamb's decently priced expensive-wise. Hopkins dealing with injury. Uh, Keenan Allen had a fine game. Nothing crazy. Started off better than it finished. He had like two catches for 42 yards in the first drive. Big 40-yard catch. Only finished with 70 yards, but did find the end zone. DJ Moore's on here. Uh, somebody in the Discord was just uh, mentioning this right away, that DJ Moore was 6400 uh, And yeah, that, that is definitely a cheap price tag than the 7K price tag he's been all season long. The massive price drop, though, is because he hasn't been producing, not like to a terrible extent, like you're seeing on here, still the targets, right? 8, 10, 13. Uh, he's getting you like 13 fantasy points, 13 fantasy points, and then this past week only gets 11.9 or 9.9. He's still playing well, but Sam Darnold's been terrible. Now Philip Walker's coming in, who in these appearances so far in the last two games, just three of 15 completion, 20% completion percentage, not good. But yeah, I mean, if he's not going to be owned, I don't know how much we can trust him in cash. He's going to get the volume. Robbie Anderson just got hurt. Terrace Marshall is banged up, but McCaffrey does come back this week. So definitely something that will take away from it. Um, so these are more interesting at that price tag, at least. Brandon Cooks got us there in the deep bomb when the game was out of playing garbage time. Thank you for the main lineup runbacks. Ended up winning this past week in DFS, about 2,700 and then 2,500 in props. So really good past two weeks, thanks to these Ram stacks and these Bucks stacks. Keep going down. You get uh, Hollywood Brown. Sutton's 5,900. Interesting. We'll see if he picks up any ownership. Amari Cooper is 5,700. I assume Dak Prescott returns this week, but Amari Cooper popped off. He had the big catch. I mean, a lot of this is his last drive, right? He gets a touchdown on the final drive. He has that like 40 plus yard catch on a freak play that was bobbled on Sunday night. If you take those away, it's a decent game of like six catches for 80 yards, um, but still 13 target game. Uh, that's with the backup quarterback in. So you can feel a little bit confident there. $5,700 Amari. I mean, that's hard to pass up. Has he been this cheap all season long? He's been like at the 6k price tag paying off with low volume let's see if we put amari in here we still have 5700 left so let's just put amari in there for now mainly only going to play him if dax back sterling shepherd plays tonight he is expected to play as of this recording i assume he plays he has seen 10 9 and 14 targets in the games that he's played he's been fantastic he's at home against vegas that's just kind of like a plug and play yes now we have fifty eight hundred dollars left um sterling shepherd i mean these are what do we want we want guys with volume uh, in a matchup against denver maybe they don't have to play from behind maybe only get like eight targets out of amari so i can see getting away from that but shepherd even with tony back we'll see if kenny galladay returns uh this next week but Shepard, I still expect to be the starting slot receiver. Tony playing on the outside. Cole Beasley had his third game of 13 targets. We love that. He looked, he was our number one value play last week, and he ended up coming through for us. Third target, third game this year with uh, 13 targets, and that was now his fourth game with at least uh, 22 points. And he's had, or at least 20 points, and he's had 22 or more in back-to-back -back weeks. That's been good. T. Higgins, like I said, four catches, 96 yards, just misses the bonus. T. Higgins um, continues to see targets, though. Six targets this past week after being number eight in the NFL in target share. That'll drop a little bit. Uh, but tackle on the one-yard line. If he doesn't get tackled on the one-yard line, I mean, he's having a 
a 20-plus point week, right? So uh, just a bad beat for us there. This is the one that I want to see, though. Devontae Parker at $5,300. Look at this guy. This low 5K range is everything right now. I mean, starting at Amari at 5700 and then going down, all these guys are great. Devontae Parker, he had not played in a couple weeks since, like, October 5th. He hadn't practiced or played, and then he comes right back out, and he sees an 11-target game. Devontae Parker has now seen 7-plus targets in every single game. He is the alpha on this team. It was nice to see a little bit of a connection because he's seen most of his connection in the past with, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick last year and the year before that. Nice connection seen with two of there. Has a quiet 8-catch, 85-yard day, but he's been solid. I mean, this has been a solid player week in and week out. 16 and a half, 18, 8, 9, and 12 fantasy points this year, but he's getting seven plus targets in every game. At $5,300, if he could stay healthy, we can put him in there. And then you have $6,400 left to spend. But let's just keep looking here at wide receiver. Um, we have $6,400 to spend. I believe that was DJ Moore's price, which doesn't feel great in like a cash build. Uh, Ruggs is up here at a decent price point. Jacoby Myers finds the end zone for the first time. We'll see what happens with Galladay and Tony. Tony's a nice price of 52. Devonta Smith, mainly a GPP plays. He's been kind of hidden now. He has the Chargers secondary. Judy doesn't do much in his debut Russell Gage ran like 37 rounds on no targets we'll see if he can see anything moving forward uh, but now he gets a matchup against New Orleans not great on a Renfro's here I mean these cheap wide receivers are not that great Robbie Anderson got banged up I don't know why there's not a Q tag on him yet uh, Odell did absolutely nothing yet again Trey Smith found the end zone our 1% owned that one dude flyer play so that was nice he keeps sliding down here and I mean uh, Rashad Bateman at 4k flat that's a nice price tag for a guy who last time out he's seen six targets in his first two games gets the bye week three catches 80 yards in that last game matchup against Minnesota is very solid uh, $4,000 Rashad Bateman can maybe be in play maybe he can be in play there the upside is lacking as of right now but we can see Jalen Rager got banged up I mean $4,000 Bateman's not bad especially if it gets you up from uh, we could look at that a little bit more because if it gets you up to like a, an, a Devontae Adams type guy which it's not because Adams is so expensive at least like off of these 5k guys interesting though uh, going down. We'll see if Michael Gallup returns. Could be a nice GPP option. Quez Watkins becomes a little bit more interesting. If they won, throw the ball a little bit more, and there's no Rager. He led this team in routes run at 20 last week, so that's kind of at least worth noting. Uh, MVS. MVS is going to be a great GPP play. Uh, MVS, uh, you're going to get five targets, a couple of deep ones, and that's going to be a cheap way to get exposure to the number one game environment at $3,700, assuming he stays low-owned. Otherwise, if there's going to be a high-owned MVS, usually he's not working out for you, so we can just shift away from that. But if it's low-owned, we can go there. Outside of that, really cheap options down here, I am not seeing much. I mean, Demarcus Robinson and your stacks for GPPs, that's about it. Not playing him in any type of cash or small field stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing anything. Maybe I'm missing somebody really down here in this 3K range, but mainly just GPP plays down here like an MVS, like a Quez Watkins, a Hardman's down here at $3,900. That could actually be uh, an interesting cash play. But again, five targets in back-to-back games, maybe not the spot we want to go. Mainly GBP plays down in this 3K range. 4K flat Bateman is the closest thing that I would say to a cash build. But what are we at? We're at, so we're at $6,400. A lot of different ways you can go here. You can go down to Taysom Hill and you can get yourself an extra, what, $1,200. And then you have $7,600 left to spend. And you can go from there. You can go off of Amari Cooper and go down to a cheaper guy, a T Higgins yet again. Uh, and that gets you an extra $400. So then you can spend 6800 which might be the move. You get T. Higgins at 5300 versus Cleveland. Uh, it's a, not a great matchup. We get still Cole Beasley here against Jacksonville, right? So these types of things, if you wanted to take out an Amari Cooper, and let's just say you wanted to go to T. Higgins, Cole Beasley, whatever it is. If you go to Cole Beasley, you get $6,700 left, which allows you to afford Keenan Allen against Philly. It allows you to afford Nick Chubb. Uh, and then you can build a lineup like that, right? So you can go Jalen Hurts, you keep him at quarterback, you get Keenan Allen in the flex with Cole Beasley, so it's kind of basically swapping out. You'd either have Cole Beasley and Keenan Allen or Amari and DJ Moore. And Amari and DJ Moore on paper sound great, but we don't know Dak's status. You're going to get PJ Walker throwing to DJ Moore. So that's an interesting 2v2 here. You can let me know in the comments, do you like Amari and DJ Moore? Name-wise, it obviously sounds way better. Or Cole Beasley and Keenan Allen for a cash-style build. 
but just swap whichever one's the lowest you want in and out. So that's kind of a cash build. Obviously, you can go up to a Lamar and get cheaper at receiver. If you want to go Lamar and Bateman, that could be like a GPP build. But speaking of that, let's actually build a GPP build. It's going to be one of these nice game environments. Let's just build a Patrick Mahomes stack, right? So I'll get this built and we can come back to it. So this is kind of a, a, a tougher build if you want to get all the dudes, right? Like Mahomes is expensive. You get Chase Edmonds, decent GPP running back, right? Uh, McCaffrey's expensive. Adams is expensive. Tyreek's expensive. But then there are some cheap guys, whether it's McCole Harmon or MVS, Dan Arnold, you punt the tight end or you punt the... Uh, defense uh, but then you don't have much money left you have 3300 right you have 3300 left which isn't going to get you much i guess you could go in here and say let's just full-on stack this and you can say we just hope we just hope that joshua deguire is involved for the packers at 2500 that leaves you 4200 bucks left you're full game stacking this now with two chiefs running it back with two packers this is more so for like a mid to large field tournament and then you have 4200 to spend on the flex which i believe is just basically like rashad bateman it seems like you're you're obviously top heavy. You need the McCaffrey thirty plus point game. You need the Adams and Tyreek Hill thirty plus point games. Uh, but this is at least a nice correlated lineup. It's an interesting way to look at the slate early on. One thing you can do is just fade McCaffrey. Go down to like Saquon still, right? Or somebody who's a little bit cheaper. Get some salary relief if you go down to Saquon like we had earlier. And now you have an extra fourteen hundred dollars. So you don't have to pump Deguire. You can still play Bateman. You don't have to pump Deguire. You can get back up to Dan Arnold if you wanted to, uh, or you can keep Deguire in there as a punt tight end if you really wanted to go to Joshua Deguire still who i don't think is going to see that much of a target share to be honest with you as mainly a blocker but that at least gets you 5400 dollars now to put into the flex spot and 5400 should probably get you somebody with some upside like a who was Devonte parker uh yeah so Devonte parker t higgins so you can do that if you still wanted to punt Aguirre and have that full-on game stack uh, with the packers so that's an interesting way to approach it that is where we're at the first look lineup for week nine uh some interesting tidbits from week eight some other stuff in there check out the sponsor of the show by the way dibs right dibs is where you can get those cards a free pack up to 50 dollars. like literally when you get it you will have a 50 dollar value if you want to sell it right away you get 50 bucks just for free right there sign up we'll put the link down below dibs.com check it out trading card marketplace uh, nfts a bunch of other stuff that they have in there it's very very interesting i'm holding on to my goblin and dk and all those guys because they're a bunch of studs get yours right now appreciate you tuning in a thousand plus patreon members you can become one too we'll talk in the discord all the other tools you get down below See you in the next one, gang. We'll be getting through the next couple of videos with the top 10 values of the week, these top stacks, the Thursday night football, the final thoughts, the one that one, dude, everything for week nine coming your way with the schmacks. Subscribe and like before you go. I'll see you when I see you, and I'll see you in the next one.